Weekend Breakfast on 702. For the curious. That's right. Weekend Breakfast with myself, Nicholas Bauer, standing in for Refuel Wear. In a moment or so, we're going to be dazzling your taste buds with a... a uh, move on to the Belmont Mount Nelson Hotel. Anna Trapedo, author of Eating, going to be joining us to talk about her experience at this uh, great uh, Cape Town Hotel option. Before we head on to a restaurant uh, here in uh, Johannesburg, Sega Culinary Restaurant, um, as owned by Gift City Bing, and we are going to be chatting to um, a different taste of Mexico in Alexandra of all places. Uh, they're coming up and more on the weekend breakfast with myself, Nicholas Barr. Remember, the lines are always open, 11883 WhatsApp's to 072 and you can hit me up on Twitter as well, at Nicholas Barr on Twitter.com. Uh, interesting way on how to keep your cookies fresh for longer. Are you baking cookies this festive period? I know that's a, quite a popular thing to do. Couple of things you should keep in mind. Uh, use brown sugar instead of white sugar. Cake flour. Remember to bake at a low temperature, much like coffee, uh, that's brewed slowly, being a little bit stronger. Your cookies will last a little bit longer if you bake at a lower temperature. And remember not to overbake. Do you have a couple of tips on how to keep your cookies fresher for longer? Lines are open, 011-8830702. Otherwise, SMS into 31702 for The Curious. For more about 702, go to 702.co.za. Anna Trapedo, our guest for this uh, slot now, author at Eating. And a lot of people heading down to Cape Town this festive period. Why should they make time to go and visit the Belmont Mount Nelson Hotel? Well, you know, I think that in a world where, you know, big treats are economically not viable, um, so people aren't buying splashy um, trips to the Seychelles or motor cars or those kinds of things, you know, it's, it's like the when you buy a red lipstick or have your nails done. It's like a an affordable treat, and you can feel enormously glamorous if you go to have high tea at the Mount Nelson, and you can come out for well under five hundred rand. Um, my motive was that I've got a, a four year old niece, um, and I was making a pitch to be queen of arms. Um, so she and I went. We put on our best hair bows and. She, shoes that matched our dresses and, and went off to the Mount Nelson. Uh, queen of Aunts and not Queen of Hearts, eh, Anna? No, definitely Queen of Aunts. Today we're going to go and have our nails done. That um, Her father, my brother, is horrified, but um, we shall be so glamorous at the end of it. But if you are in Johannesburg and you're wanting to be clean, Queen of Aunts, you can also do this at the Saxon. And I would say that the oyster box in Umschlango is, is where like Natal Aunts could do this. But essentially, the thing about high tea is it's billed as such a grown-up, elegant, sort of sophisticated thing to do, but actually it's just a big children's party that it's wonderful for children, that all the portions are tiny, tiny for tiny, tiny little hands. So all the portions are child size. There's an absolute mountain of cakes. It happens at the right time of day, that if you try and take little kids out for supper, they almost always fall asleep before the food comes or, you know, they're grisly and all of that. 
that this is in the middle of the day, that everything comes as sort of dolly-sized portions and it could not be more full of sort of all of the, the delicious things that children like. It really is just a, a children's party for grown-ups. A children's party for grown-ups, uh, you know, well yeah. documented in uh, in literature. I mean, the first thing that uh, yeah. that springs to mind has to be the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. But but where does this come from? Is it's, exactly. it's a, a very age-old British tradition, right? Because it, it is it is English, and it it isn't all that old. It's nineteenth century, in fact, and it's the so it's early nineteenth century, and the Duchess of Bedford. Um, decided that at the time people had, even posh people, only had two meals, that they had breakfast and they had a late supper. Um, and she decided that she was hungry in the middle of the day um, and demanded a third meal, and that was what has now become high tea, the sort of cleared cake stands and little sandwiches and all of that, that initially she did this in her bedroom, and it was quite a secret thing um, because it was considered so scandalous to have three meals in a day. Um, but, um, I mean, it's now a completely sort of social event, and, you know, the point is to um, show people what pretty handbags you have and, um, you know, those sorts of things. But it's, it's definitely a social and a glamour event. So you ended up taking your four-year-old niece to the Mount yes. Nelson. And, and, look, I mean, I've gone to one or two high teas, and it's always been mm. synonymous for for me uh, uh not something for children not necessarily something for for seniors but uh, it's something that adults enjoy you you're turning that perception on its head right and i suppose at what? the end of the day the uh, high tea is suitable for children because of these little bite-sized uh, um foods that uh, exactly. that you have and it's more it's it's sort of it's a child's understanding of what grown-up life might be. And, in fact, it's not at all, I mean, that, that real grown-ups don't spend their life having high tea and matching their handbags to their shoes, you know. that, that um, But it is sort of what four-year-olds think grown-ups do all day. Um, so, and what's lovely about the Mount Nelson is, you know, obviously you don't want your four-year-old experience to interfere with other people's grown-up experiences. And they have three separate locations in which the high tea happens. And they're sort of all, they run into each other, but there's a drawing room, which is very sort of hushed tones and grown-up. And then there's a conservatory where you could maybe take a 12-year-old. Um, and then they, they, they'll also do you high tea on the balcony. So you sit outside, there's the beautiful view of the mountain, that there's fountains and lawns for little people to run about on and ancient oak trees. And, you know, so I wasn't sure... You know, I don't know this child that well, and I wasn't sure how long her concentration for tiny, tiny sandwiches would last. So we sat on the balcony, and in fact, she was great. We could have sat inside, but um, I think if you're uneasy about your child's ability to to stay kind of um, elegant for the time that it takes, you know, the outside seating is perfect because, you know, even if they make a bit of noise, nobody's going to hear them. Well, we're talking about the Mount Nelson Hotel's high tea with Anna Trapedo, our uh, uh, intrepid foodie, uh, taking a four-year-old niece to yeah. a high tea, uh, daring to say the least there. Uh, how long do you need for this type of thing? Though? I mean, how, how, long, how long is the rule of thumb when it comes to a high tea? Look, they have sittings. So they have a one o'clock sitting and a three o'clock sitting and a five o'clock sitting. Um, so you can technically take two hours if you want to. That um, well, we were probably an hour and a half all in, um, and that involved some, um, you know, dancing around the fountains and like doing sort of four-year-old things as well. 
Um, but yeah, you, you can have two hours and, you know, they're so sort of elegant, they wouldn't throw you out. And, you know, you can do it in different sorts of ways that the, the kind of classic option that they give you is that they have a tea menu um, and a tea sommelier who will come and advise you about the teas. And so there are teas from all over the world. And, you know, we had something called a Jasmine Dragon Phoenix Pearls tea simply because you know one couldn't not um given its name um and they bring it in glass teapots and so you watch it infuse but you can also you know obviously not with small children but there is a champagne pairing option and they're quite happy for you to have coffee or hot chocolate if you actually don't feel like tea um but there are so many teas and there's some very interesting um local indigenous teas as well so you could do this in a range of ways. Um, and then in terms of the actual food, what they do is they bring to the table one of those really pretty sort of Alice in Wondery, sort of Wonderlandy sort of uh, tiered cake stand. So you get a silver cake stand that's got savouries on it. So that comes with, um, you know, what would in the past have been salmon sandwiches, but is now a rainbow trout sandwiches that, um, cucumber sandwiches, little onion barge. There's a fantastic, um, he's a South African, but of Indian origin chef called Dion Vardigas, who works at, he's the sous chef at the Mount Nelson, who makes the world's best onion bhajis. And I know it sounds funny to go to the Mount Nelson for bhajis, but they are just beyond fabulous. So there were little onion bhajis and little mushroom pies and little kind of elegant cheesy things. So that's the savory thing. And they will go on filling that as often as you like, you know, that we, we actually didn't need a second filling, but, yeah, but, but Anna, you, get to the good stuff, get to the good stuff. What, yeah. what sweeties do <laughs> Then there's scones. So then there's fantastic scones. And really, you know, that, that they felt scones separate the good from the bad um, in terms of cooks because there's nothing to hide behind. You know, it has to be light and fresh and perfect. And, and they were. So beautiful scones with jam and clotted cream. And then you go and you choose your own cakes from, you know, if like the, you know, those like, salad valleys that they used to have in the 80s if the salad valley had died and gone to heaven it might look the way that the Mount Nelson cake um, sort of field it, it, it's rooms and rooms of cake so there's beautiful pink macaroons and again you know perfectly sized for tiny tiny hands and Turkish delight that they've made in house and beautiful chocolate cakes and cheesecakes and a bowl of strawberries that is you know practically bigger than my car and then there are some little nods to local kind of pastry traditions so there are coconut rolled kousisters and herzogis and little tiny milk tarts and things and more than anything it's not just that the food is delicious which it is but it's the ceremony of it you know that that there's like a tinkling of um, silver spoons on teacups and there's a man playing the piano um, who actually, when my niece had a little awful down moment and cried, um, he, he played her special song. So um, he will take requests in an emergency. Um, and it's just so much nice. You know, there's, there's nothing that you couldn't... You could go to a chain coffee shop and have a giant cup of coffee and a massive muffin bigger than your head. But there's no escapism in that. But um, this is kind of journey into a world that actually never existed, um, but we all wished it.
Indeed. Sounds like escapism is its, uh, at its absolute best. Uh, last yeah, but not no, least, money-wise, I mean, how, how much is it going to cost you uh, to have high tea at the Mount Nelson? Okay, it's 325 rand for adults and 230 rand for children. Um, and you really can eat as much as you like. And we certainly, you know, we, we, that was it for the day. We were done. We didn't eat again. We were so full. Well, Anna Trapita, thanks for this uh, disappearance down the rabbit hole. Mount Nelson High Tea, <laughs> talking to us about things that we can do if we're down in Cape Town. If you're not down in Cape Town, why not try high tea at the Oyster Box in Mklanga or at the Saxon Hotel here in Joburg?